Alright, first and foremost, I'd like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. Uh, welcome, brothers, to the weekly reading of the Torah, the wisdom books in the Apocrypha, and the Gospel. Uh, as we start, we did, as we restart Genesis 1, due to some technical difficulties in the recording last week. Everybody knows you guys got questions. We can ask them at the end of class and then the recording. The information is down in the description. In any cases, if brothers want to, um, the brothers here in this after want to ask questions and don't know me personally. Uh, so <clears throat> we're going to uh, go start at Genesis one and we're going to go. We're going to read certain things. Uh, we're going to we're going to read and we're going to go through some definitions. Let me open this damn Internet back up. Boom. Okay, cool. All right, so we're going to start. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, <clears throat> the word there um, is actually a plural word. It's uh, We're going to go, it's going to be the Strong's. Uh, well, I was going to give you the description right here. Us. Cool. I want to read it. It's uh the Strong's word Strong's, uh H, Salaki. Where's the number at? Uh, the word Elohim's. What the? F Come on, bro, play. Let me refresh. Maybe I need a ref. Maybe I need a refresh. Salaki, brother. Uh, Salaki for that. Strong's H four thirty, entry one. Eloah. Eloah, second entry, Elohim, Elohim, and the third entry, Eloah, Eloah. So the word there at the beginning is Elohim, uh, so we go through it, uh, primary, primary, uh, plural, rulers, judges, divine ones, angels, gods. Uh, secondary, plural, intensive, or singular meaning, God or goddesses, God-like one, works or special possessions of God, the true God, God. As we know, the primary and most of the secondary is what we're looking at because the the singular is El in or Allah, you know I'm saying, in the Paleo-Hebrew. But let's keep reading. In the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form. And void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that light, it was good. And God divided the light from the dark. And the evening and the, the evening and the morning were the first day. Verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from under from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning on the second day. So he called the, he called the firmament over us the sky. You know, what I'm saying the heavens. Verse 9, and God said, let the waters under heaven be gathered so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. 
And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, herb, and yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed in itself was after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Verse 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. So I'm going to I'm gonna pause right there uh, and point out something. Um, so when we go through this whole how, how the Sabbath is determined, you know, some people prefer seven day, um, you know, saying there's seven days and there's a lot of... Um, Holes in that as well, but we're not here to plug holes in that, but to show you that according to the Bible, the way we divide days, d- days are dictated and so on and so forth, number and forth is with the lights in the firmaments. You know what I'm saying? And it tells you that clearly in Genesis 1 and 14, but we're going to keep reading. Verse 15, and let them light and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. So not only does he, he not only does he give us these lights in the sky, he gives you a description of what these lights are. The greater light being the one to rule, you know what I'm saying, the night, you know what I'm saying, and the and the the I'm so lucky, the lesser light and the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Um Verse 18, and to, uh, Salaki, not right. Verse 19, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Verse 20, and God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly, moving creature that hath life, and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament. Salaki, let's go to, we're going to go to ver- the, the word in verse, uh, in verse 20. Uh, let's go to the word in verse 20, which is. Okay, Salaki. Strong's H8318. Salaki, we're going to go to Strong's H80. Let me see what it is. Strong's H8318. Salaki, I'm going to pull the word. Because there's two different words for creature there. This is the one word for creature. Uh, Salakia. Strong's H8318. Sheretz. Sheretz. And so, uh, outline biblical usage. Uh, where's the definition? Salakia. Primary, teeming or swarming things, creepers, swarmers. Uh, secondary of insects, animals, small reptiles, and quadrupeds. So that's one, right? That's the one in verse 20. Uh, so it says, and God let, said, let there be waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature and that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open, in the open firmament of heaven. 
And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Verse 24. And God said, let, for, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping things, the beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. So now let's look at this. This is the word that's there in, uh, in verse 24 for, for creature. Strong's H, 5315. Nephish. Nephish. Um, outline biblical usage, primary, soul, self, life, creature, person, appetite, mind, living being, desire, emotion, passion, A, that which breathes, the breathing substance or being, soul, the inner being of man, uh, B, living being, C, living being with life in the blood, D, the man himself, self, person or individual, E, seat of the appetites, F, seat of emotions and passions, G, activity of mind, dubious, H, activity of the will, dubious, uh, I, um, activity of the character, dubious. So we see the two separate words there. So we know one is for animals and one is for people. So now with that, let's read verse 24 again. Uh, Genesis 1 and 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his, after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And, the God, and God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, over the, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female, he created them. So it didn't mention Adam or even the one person being created. It created male and female and it describes them as souls. Verse 28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So we see that this creature, this, his, his, um, his blessing was quite different. Their blessing, man and man and woman their you know, saying their blessing was very different at this point, uh, Verse 29, and God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which the fruit of, of tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. Uh, let me go to that word meat right there. I always wanted to see what that was. Verse 29, Salakia. Strong's 2232. We're going to look that word up. Strong's 2232. Strong's H2232. Uh, blue letter. I prefer the blue letter. Uh, way of saying. 
of the way it does it because it gives you the whole definition. Ah, uh, Salakia. So this is that word, right? Strong's H twenty two thirty two. Zara. Zara. So the word there is uh, Zara. Uh, don't forgive me. I'm not really known. I don't know the Paleo Hebrew too well yet, but I'm getting there. Outline of biblical usage, primary to sow, scatter seed, to sow, producing, yielding seed, uh, secondary or B, nephal, to be sown, to become pregnant, be made pregnant, uh, C, uh, pual, to be sown, to produce seed, yielding seeds. So anything that produces a seed uh, is good for meat, uh, it's good for food. Uh, let me see, is that... I'm not even sure that's the word. I click that. Oh, no, it wasn't us, but we learned a new word. <laughs> H402. Boom. Uh, let's see. This might be the correct. This is the word for meat. That was the word for yielding or yielding seed. Strong's H402. Ochla. Uh, so outline biblical usage, primary food, food for eating, B, objective of devouring, consuming by wild beasts, figurative in fire or of judgment. So we see the, the, the context is used in is for food. Um, Salakia. Verse, uh, we're going to continue. Verse 30. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So that concludes the reading of, um, of, uh, the first, um, of chapter one of the, of, uh, of um the book of Genesis in the in the Torah. So let's move on to the the wisdom books. Let's go to the book of uh, Sirach and we're gonna read a ver chapter 35. Let me make sure. Good thing about it is I can check in the pink and boom. We're gonna go through the book of um of Ecclesiasticus or Sirach chapter 35 from the top. Uh, the book of Sirach, chapter, or Ecclesiasticus, chapter 35. He that keepeth the law bringeth, bringeth offerings enough, and he that heed to the commandments offereth a peace, a peace offering. So it starts off letting you know we got to keep the commandments. You know what I'm saying? It's something powerful that, you know, we as black, Hispanic, and Native American have really lost our way in doing so. But let's keep going. Verse 2. He that requiteth a good turn offereth fine flour, and he that giveth alms sacrificeth praise. To depart from wickedness is a thing pleasing to Yahweh, and to forsake unrighteousness is appropriation. Thou shalt not appear empty before Yahweh, for all things are to be done because of the commandment. The offering of righteousness maketh the altar fat. And the sweet savoreth, therefore, is before the Most High. And that's why we all contribute something every holy day. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't want to appear before the Most High empty-handed. You know what I'm saying? And believe it or not, brothers that probably think they gave the least have probably given the most. 
due to the fact of how, out of how they gave out of their heart. You know, saying, and that's what Christ was talking about with the woman when she was uh, giving her alms. But let's keep going. Verse seven, a sacrifice of a just man is acceptable uh, and the memorial thereof shall never be forgotten. Give Yahweh his honor with good with a good eye and diminish not. Khan, we're doing them all again. Salake, Yahweh, Yeah, Khan, we're rereading them all so that they could be recorded so brothers can study them. Um, con. So we're redoing 35. We're back. Uh, we're going to go back to verse eight and 35 verse eight, chapter of Sirach 35 and eight. Give Yahweh his honor with a good eye and diminish not the first fruits of thy hands and all thy gifts show a cheerful countenance and dedicate thy tithes with gladness. Give it to the most high according as he hath enriched thee. And as thou hast gotten Give with a cheerful eye, for Yahweh recompenseth and will give thee seven times as much. So again, every time we all contribute that little bit, we contribute to um, to the feast days or the gatherings. Um, you know what I'm saying? The Most High sees that, and He sees your heart. He sees how much you is how much love you put behind that that little that that little bit you've put. You know what I'm saying? Myself having sometimes only like you know what I'm saying. With a couple brothers, only having a few, you know, a few, and we, you know what I'm saying, make it happen at the house. You know what I'm saying? We have a feast. um, And, you know what I'm saying? And we see how the Most High sees that in our heart. Uh, verse 10. Give it to the Most High according to as he hath enriched thee, and thou hast gotten, and give with a cheerful eye. For Yahweh recompenseth, and will give thee seven times as much. Verse 12. Do not think of, of do not think to corrupt with gifts. For such he will not receive, and trust not to unrighteous sacrifices. For Yahweh is judge, with him is no respecter of persons. He will not accept any person against a poor man, but he will hear the prayer of the oppressed. He will not despise the supplication of the fatherless, nor the window when, he sh when she poureth out her compl complaint. Do not, do not the tears run down the, the widow's cheeks? And is not her cry against him that causeth them to fall? He that severeth ye, serveth Yahweh will be accepted with favor, and his prayer shall reach unto the clouds. The prayer of the humble pierceth the clouds, until it come nigh, he will not be comforted, and he will and will not depart till the Most High shall behold to judge righteously and execute judgment. For Yahweh will not be slack, neither will the mighty be patient towards them. And he he had smitten in sunder the loins to, of the unmerciful, and repaid vengeance to the heathen. Till he have taken away the multitude of the proud, and broken the scepter of the unrighteous, till he have rendered to every man according to his deeds, and to the works of men according to their devices, till he have judged the cause of his people, and made them to rejoice in his mercy. Mercy is seasonable in the time of affliction, as clouds of rain in the time of drought. That's chapter 35. Um, and that concludes that. That's powerful, brothers. Um, we got to have the faith of Yahweh Shai. You know what I'm saying? And then when doing so, understand that us giving, us giving, because I myself included, giving tithes isn't, you know, going to, isn't in some weird way of getting, 
the leadership rich. We're giving it so that brothers can have something. And we see the heart. Uh, the most high sees the heart in which we give these tithes. Because again, we, I include myself because I, I I have to, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, I have to give tithes. I got to contribute back to because you brothers have given me so much. But let's finish out with uh, the rereading of Mark 12 and the so that it can be recorded for brothers to study. Um, let's start at the book of Mark chapter 12 at the top. Um, you know, uh, the words of Yahweh, our king, are always powerful. Some we should always strive to try to read. Uh, so let's go to the book of Mark chapter 12 from the top. And he began to speak unto them parables by parables. A certain man planted a vineyard and set a hedge about it and dug a place for the wine vat and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. And at the season, he went to the husbandmen, a servant that he might receive from the husbandmen of the fruit of the vineyard. And they caught him and beat him and sent him away empty. And again, he sent unto them another servant and another servant and at him they cast stones and wounded him in the head and sent him away shamefully handled and again he sent another and him they killed and many others beating some and killing some having yet therefore one one son his well beloved he sent him in also in us uh, also last unto them saying they shall reverence my son but those husbandmen said amongst themselves, this is this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and and the inheritance shall be ours. And they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard with what shall there, therefore yeah, uh, the Lord of the vineyard do. He will come and destroy the husbandmen and will give the vineyard unto the builders rejected uh, uh, and vineyard unto others. And have ye not read the scripture? The stone which the builder rejected is come to the head of the corner. This is what the Lord's doing, and and it's marvelous in our eyes. And they sought to lay to lay hold on him, but feared the people, for they knew that he had spoken the parable against them, and they left him and went their ways. So Yahushai basically said, those rulers, basically those in charge, those are the rulers. The Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees, boom, have you. And, you know what I'm saying, they're the one, they, these wicked men have killed the prophets, you know what I'm saying, and have have, have put them to death. So the people that that they probably feel don't deserve the kingdom, the downtrodden of Israel at this point, you know what I'm saying, those that didn't have the education, that's who, you know what I'm saying, it's talking to. It ain't talking about these all these other people that have murdered our people and have killed our people, you know what I'm saying. But let's keep going. Verse 13. And they sent unto him certain of the Pharisees and of the Herodians to catch him in his words. And when they were come, they saw they say unto him, Master, we know that thou art true and carest for no man, for thou regardest not the person of men, but teachest the ways of God in truth. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Shall we give or shall we not give? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said unto them, why tempest yet me? Bring me a penny, and that I may see it. And they brought it, and he saith unto them, Whose is this image? And they brought it, and saith unto them, Whose um, is this image and subscription? And they said unto him, Caesar's. 
And Yahushua answering said unto them, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. Then come unto him the Sadducees, which they which which say there is no resurrection, and asking him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, If a man's brother die and leave his wife behind, and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise the seed up unto his brother. Let me stop right there for two seconds. Um, when he, my understanding when it says give Caesar with Caesars and unto God what's of God's. I mean, they're going to they're going to take their taxes. So, you know, not paying what you owe them, you know, what I'm saying is, you know, what I'm saying you got to give what belongs to them. But you got to make sure you give unto the most high what is of the most high. You know, what I'm saying let them have their their little whatever tribute they're taking from you because you made that deal. Or with us, we're, we're in, in captivity. They take the money out of our check. You feel me? We give unto the government way what belongs to them, but to the most high, our our ties, our time, all that goes unto the most high God. You feel me? Now, let's go back to the Sadducees. Uh, verse 20. Now, there were seven brethren, and the first took a wife, and, di and dying left no seed. And the second took her, and died, and left, he, left he any seed. And the third likewise. And the seven had heard, and left no seed. Last of all, the woman died also. In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, whose wife shall, shall be of them? For the seven had her to wife. And Yahushai answering said unto them, Do we not therefore err, because ye know not the scriptures, neither the power of neither the power of God? For when when they shall rise from the dead, they shall neither marry nor give in the marriages, but are as the angels which are in heaven. And as touching the dead that they rise, have ye not read in the book of Moses how in the bushes God spoke unto him, saying, I am God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? How is he? He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. He therefore greatly err. And one of the scribes came, having heard him reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Which is the chief commandment? And Yahushai answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Um, Shema Yasharala, Yahweh, Alachayanawa, Yahweh, Achad. Um, and thou shalt love Yahweh thy power with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, or the chief commandment. The second is like, is like namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now, with brothers that we've gone through the Torah and read the Torah and understand, literally, these, this is not the first commandment or the second commandment the Most High gave. But they're the chief or the most important ones. Why? Because with these, we can fulfill everything. If we love the Most High, we're going to always remember to wear our fringes and we're going to remember not to eat pork. If we love our neighbor, we're, we know we're not, we're not going to steal from him. We're not going to deal falsely with him. We're not going to bear false witness or lie on him. You know what I'm saying? If we love the Most High, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to shave our beard. We're not going to get tattoos. We're not going to shave our head bald. If we love our neighbor, we're going to help him. You know what I'm saying? We're, again, we're not going to steal from him. We're not going to take his cattle out. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to commit adultery with his wife. We're not going to covet anything he wants. See how all these commandments come together? If you love the Most High, you're going to wear 100% fabric. Simple and plain. You're, these why these are the two chief commandments. Because after these, everything else is going to fall in line.
You know what I'm saying? You're going to fear the name of the Most High if you love him. Uh, verse uh, verse 32. And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth. There is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, to, to love his neighbor as himself is more than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Yahushai saw that he answered discreetly. He said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after the durst asked him any questions. And Yahawashai answered and said, he, while he taught in the temple, How say the scribes that Christ is the son of David? For David himself said by the Holy Ghost, The Lord said unto my Lord, Thou sittest unto, on, the, on my right hand till I make thy enemies thy footstool. David therefore himself calleth him Lord. Whence is he then his son? And the common people heard him gladly. And he said unto them in his doctrine, Beware of the scribes which love to, to, uh, Salakia, love to go in long clothing. They basically wear the huge fringes, the big old border of blue. Uh, and love salutations in the marketplace and the chief seats in the synagogues and the uppermost rooms at the feast, which devour widows' houses and pretense make long prayers these shall receive greater damnation. Verse 41. And Yahushai sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money in the treasury and the many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, remember from earlier in Sirach, and there came a certain poor widow and she threw in two mites, basically two pennies, which make a farthing. And he called unto, the, unto his disciples and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which cast into the treasury. For they, for all they cast in their, of their abundance, but she of her want, did, of her want did cast in all that she, she had, even her living. And that concludes the reading for today, brethren. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording, give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. Um, and if any brothers got questions, again, the email is in the is at the at the bottom in the subscription, uh, you know, YouTube channel, um, you know, say any questions or anything, we, we're on there. So uh, like, share, comment, subscribe, and uh, we say, Yahweh Shim, Yahweh Shabbat Shalom to the others on the recording.